I said in my heart, both the just and the wicked, God will judge, since a time is set for every affair and for every work. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined by my friend, my pal from St. Agnes down there in Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is great. Question for the conversation is, what happens when you die? Now, we know that, you know, according to our faith, there's a divine judgment, right? The final judgment that, the, that we all uh, go through at the second coming of Christ. The final judgment for all people who have ever lived, resulting in the approval of some and the penalizing of others heaven or hell. Uh, so there's that. We're going to leave that aside. There's also something called the particular judgment, uh, where uh, a departed person undergoes uh, through that immediately after death. So what about that? What do we want to say about the particular judgment, Frank? Well, at the particular judgment, the soul separates from the body, and it's private. Okay, the general judgment, the body and the soul are brought together and everything is made public. But like you said, we're going to talk about the particular judgment when we are going to be asked to give an account of our stewardship. Jesus will ask us what we did with the gifts and talents he gave us. Okay, but now, I mean, the idea that, you know, we're all brought, we die, we're brought to the pearly gates of heaven. Right? We meet St. Peter. That's in a lot of uh, fantasies that we share. Right. He's, got, he's got the keys to the kingdom, and yeah. he's going to let us know you got to go back or, uh, yeah. uh, or you know, you're, you're good to go. Uh, does that have any truth? Or what about this? Is, isn't the, this particular judgment standing before Jesus Christ himself? Right. And, I, and I'm going to I'm going to read from a sermon that I heard a, a very holy priest give. Now, wait and, a second. This was a sermon he preached on on the particular judgment yeah, itself, yes, uh, on the particular judgment. Oh, and, and, he, and it basically said, if you could only see what happens in the room of a dying man or woman, what a change you would make in, you know, in our lives. And he said, let me give you an idea of what will happen and what it looks like. He said, let us suppose we're talking about an impenitent sinner, okay? Jesus appears behind a veil, the Blessed Mother on one side, St. Joseph on the other, and the person's guardian angel is with him or her. The questioning now begins, and the demon is the accuser, and he claims the soul is his, and he will say, he served me his whole life. I did nothing for him. I did not sweat blood. I did not permit myself to be scourged. I was not crowned with thorns, and I did not allow myself to be crucified. Now the devil will read the long list of unconfessed sins, thoughts, words, desires, actions, and omissions, going over everything day by day, year by year. Now the guardian angel, his guardian angel will step in and say, I warned him with good inspirations and advice, mm -hmm. but he did not listen. He continually missed mass. And when he did go, he did so irreverently. And he received Holy Communion without proper preparation of Thanksgiving. The soul listens and its conscience goes over everything and yells out, I am guilty. Jesus now extends his arm over this soul. The time for mercy is over and justice must be preserved, must be served. He now pronounces the irrevocable sentence, 
Depart from me, you wicked, unfaithful servant, into the eternal fire. The demon now surrounds the soul and carries it off to hell. There's so much about, about that sermon that I don't like because right. he, he's saying this is what it's going to be like. But th that's for an impenitent sinner, okay, right. who's going to go to hell, I guess. But the, most of us, especially everybody listening to this podcast, we're, we're just normal, regular, venial sinners uh, trying to love God, trying to do the right thing. So the devil, I hope, doesn't show up at my particular judgment. I just want to talk to the Lord. Now, what's he going to say to me? He might say, John, uh, have you been uh, have, have you loved me enough? Now, that's going to be a tough question to answer. And he might say, hey, what about the gifts I've given you? Did you did you use them for my glory? I mean, those are going to be the kind of questions that I'm afraid to have to answer at the particular judgment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that you have to ask yourself, because this is like kind of a Ebenezer Scrooge moment. You know, it's kind of like right. a Charles Dickens moment, Dickens moment in the live. Like three ghosts are not going to appear to you, but the deacon and I appear to you right now. He's naturally the good cop. I'm kind of the bad cop. But what are you going to do to avoid this sentence? What is more important than your salvation? Okay. Everything has to have its proper place, but Jesus has to be the first. That's why I want to say, get the confession now. Well, that's now why it's the time for his yeah, mercy. That's why right? the Scrooge, the Scrooge reference is, is good because he, his partner comes back right. in a dream from the dead and says, listen, I, di I didn't behave well. Look what happened to me as a result of my behavior. You should check out your own self. And that, that was a good reminder. On the flip side of that same coin is when George Bailey is visited by an angel who shows him what the world would look like if he himself was not even in it and how much he should appreciate his presence in the world. Right. That's the greatest gift from God is our own creation and the right. fact that we have entered into this universe because of God's love, and we will leave it because of God's love. And in the meantime, we do everything to give God glory during our lifetime. That's sort of the challenge, right? Right. Don't be a fool. Life is short. There's no excuses. It's judgment. You'll see yourself as you perfectly were. But what I will say is, and this is true of most people, whenever the thought of death comes up, they put it on the back burner and go back to their pleasures and amusements as if they were going to get out alive. And we know that nobody gets out alive. Of course, we talk about the four last things are death, judgment, heaven and hell. And it's true. We don't really like to think about any of those things or maybe heaven. But uh, we've we've read stories uh, of the dead who have communicated to loved ones from the great beyond or people who have said, I heard from my grandfather, whoever it was. And we also have read of saints who have described their own mystical experiences. It's just interesting that we're, we're, we're encouraged. I heard a sermon about prayer recently, and he was encouraging people to, to pray to those who were in their lives in a significant way to just to keep them present in your life, to sort of think of the things that are above this person now hopefully resides in heaven with God. And, when, and by communicating with them through prayer, it's sort of gaining and developing a stronger sense for the afterlife for our own selves. If the things of this earth appear great and grandiose. The things of heaven appear distant and of little value. Now, you can agree or disagree with, the, with, with that priest's you know, synopsis of what happens at judgment. But guess what? He's in the ballpark. He's, he's not far off in what he's saying. And that's that's the thing that we have to keep 
before us all the time. It may seem morbid, but when you ever see, I know you've probably seen saints of uh, pictures of saints when they're holding a skull and they're right. looking at it. They're they're content. They're thinking about that. They're thinking about that. You know what? You know what do I have to do to gain eternal life? Yeah. You know, uh, the, as we say, the Gospels are uh, filled with stories of what comes next. In 1 John chapter 4, we read, we have come to know and to believe in the love of God and the love God has for us. God is love, and whoever remains in love remains in God and God in him. In this is love brought to perfection among us, that we have confidence on the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we. And that's something to sort of hold on to. I think also of a psalm. Uh, I think we just read it last the other day. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. So I think our prayer life is essential to communing with God and to anticipating this particular judgment that we're all going to face. Yeah, there's going to be no consolation on your deathbed from your money, your fame, your fortune, you know, you know, you, you don't want to be thinking, hey, I love God. I wouldn't be where I am now. That's going to be one of the greatest torments to regret that, that you didn't, that you didn't give God his, his just due. Right. He says, he says in the scripture, give to Caesar what Caesar's and God, what's God's. There's more behind it than just that. And don't think like at the end, like St. Augustine says, you know, don't let your repentance be forced by your approaching death. You know, that's why now is the time to take advantage of, you know, confession, the sacraments, mass, the rosary. Those are all important things. Holy right? Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. So we're always as prayerful people anticipating that. And I've said this before, the church the final words that the church prays every night in night prayer in the, in the office of readings um, yeah. uh, are, is may the all powerful Lord grant us a restful sleep and a peaceful death so that we can face this particular judgment in peace with God. Yeah. And I'll wrap it up by saying, let us reconcile ourselves through the intercession of Mary, the mother of mercy to teach us to be faithful to God's laws and to our duties and our state of life, whatever it is. If we, observe, if we observe these well, we can trust that we will hear the words from Jesus. Come, ye blessed of my Father, possess the kingdom that has been prepared for you. And he might also say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. Yes. Uh, folks, don't forget to like us and follow us and send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. I'll talk to you next time, okay? God bless. Thanks, Deacon. <laughs>